Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there, Foo followers. Ben Johnson here. Remember, you can stream all 21 episodes of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast right now on Stitcher. Head to stitcher.com to listen to over 65,000 radio shows and podcasts, including this one on your iPhone, iPad, Android or PC. You can also subscribe to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast on iTunes. That way you'll never miss an episode. And if you do like the show, remember to leave us a star rating or write a little message. This all helps to promote the show and spread the word of the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at KF Movie Guide. We are also on Facebook and Instagram. And you can email the show. The email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com. Thank you again for downloading and listening to this episode of the podcast. Here we go. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. (laughs) Hello, Foo followers around the globe. Welcome, one and all. Welcome to episode 21 of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. I hope you're well uh, and I hope you're safe wherever you are. Thank you so much for choosing to spend some time in the company of uh, the Kung Fu Movie Guide. Much appreciated. Um, Listen, we've got a great guest on today's show. Matthias Hughes is my guest. Uh, This was a great personal pleasure of mine to be able to talk to uh, the German action star Matthias over Skype. Uh, I think anyone who grew up watching American martial arts movies on VHS in the 1990s uh, will no doubt be very familiar with Matthias's work. Um, he's quite a unique on-screen presence, I would say. Uh, he's a graceful fighter on screen, um, despite being an incredibly tall muscle man. Uh, he was always cast in villain roles, but he's a real gentle soul. Uh, he's a keen martial artist, uh, a bodybuilder, um, a former frequenter of Gold's Gym back in its sweaty heyday. Um, so his background story is absolutely fascinating. He went from owning a number of health clubs in Germany uh, before uh, upping sticks and chasing his dreams of becoming uh, a movie star by relocating to Hollywood. He very quickly became a go-to token bad guy uh, in a number of movies like uh, TC2000, uh, Fists of Iron, Deathmatch, uh, Talons of the Eagle, uh, No Retreat, No Surrender 2, Raging Thunder... But his most famous role is probably as the alien drug dealer uh, in the 1990 Dolph Lundgren cult classic I Come in Peace, uh, or Dark Angel, as it's also known. That was one of Mateus's earliest film roles. Throughout his career, he's worked with the likes of Cynthia Rothrock, Don the Dragon Wilson, uh, Bolo Young, Billy Blanks, Gary Daniels. Uh, Michael Worth, who was on the uh, previous episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guy podcast. He worked a lot with the producer, director and actor Jalal Murhi. He's 58 years old now uh, and he's still in great shape. 
since our chat, uh, Mateus has shaved off that trademark uh, long blonde hair that he did have. You may already have seen this on uh, Twitter. He's gone for a much tougher, leaner look. Uh, and he does look damn cool, I have to say. So, uh, listen, he's still as busy as ever. Uh, Mateus has been working a lot with uh, Mark Dikaskos recently uh, and also the Russian action star Alexander Nevsky. Uh, there's quite a few titles to keep an eye out for here. One is called Showdown in Manila. This was Mark Dikaskos's uh, directorial debut. It's got an all-star cast. That is out there already, so check that out. And Maximum Impact, this has been picked up for a December release I believe um, Alexander Nevsky and Mike Cascos are in it they star alongside Danny Trejo Tom Arnold uh, Kelly Hugh and also Mateus is in this new movie Ultimate Justice this is landing on DVD on the 3rd of October this is another big action ensemble piece it's got Mateus working alongside Marta Cascos again the awesome German fighter Mike Moller is in there and Britain's very own Mike Leader is in there as well so the trailer is out there now go and check that out um, Mateus is full of stories from that crazy time in, in Hollywood during the action movie boom of the 80s and 90s so i do hope you uh, enjoyed this episode of the show uh, before i throw over to that there are a few events coming up which i think you guys might be interested in uk listeners it's the second fighting spirit film festival this saturday that's the 16th of september this is an all-day celebration of uh, the magic of martial arts movies uh, i did an episode of the podcast from the first one last year um, so that that's episode five if you want to go back and check that out. Uh, that includes my conversation with the event's organiser, Sue Cole. Uh, Sue has put together another fantastic lineup of movies, uh, including the UK premiere of Reborn. This stars Tak Sakaguchi uh, from Versus. And this year, she again is providing another great platform for UK filmmakers to show their short martial arts films. Uh, and many of the filmmakers will be attending the event too. Um, there's going to be Q&As, demonstrations, there's awards being handed out. It looks like a great event. Go to fightingspiritfilmfestival.com for tickets and more info. Also, food followers over the pond and in Los Angeles, uh, Beyond Fest is running at the Egyptian Theatre from the 29th of September to the 10th of October. This is a huge celebration of genre films. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be there. Edgar Wright and Walter Hill are doing a thing. Van Damme is going to be there as well. He's going to be introducing the first two episodes of his new Amazon TV show Jean-Claude Van Johnson um, the pilot of which is is out already so if you haven't seen that then you definitely should it's hilarious um, and Van Damme's also going to be on stage with the director Sheldon Lettich uh, to introduce a screening of Double Impact which sounds uh, marvellous so go to beyondfest.com for all of the tickets and the full listings. There's also a heap of cool stuff happening at the BFI London Film Festival, uh, including a talk with Takashi Miike. Uh, he's going to be in the UK to screen his new samurai film, Blade of the Immortal. Um, that event is on the 9th of October. All tickets for this year's London Film Festival will go on sale on Thursday. Uh, that's the 14th of September. So head over to the BFI website uh, to get hold of all of that cinematic goodness. So, Matthias Hughes, this was a real treat. 
a real privilege. He was actually filming in Dallas when I called him. Uh, he was filming another movie in the Puppet Master franchise. Uh, this one that Matthias is going to be in is called Puppet Master The Littlest Reich. So there you go. That's another diverse role uh, to add to his filmography. There's a little bit of bad language on this episode. So again, if that bothers you, then uh, you have been warned. I'm going to cue up some suitably dramatic music uh, as I throw over to my conversation with the great Matthias Hughes. I was going to start by saying I come in peace. That was going to be my uh, yes, <laughs> my uh, first you, thing. You go in pieces. <laughs> and you go in pieces. I'm not going to call you asshole, Ben. But... <laughs> <laughs> you must hear that a lot, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I do. Crazy. <laughs> I, it's so long, so long time ago. It's yeah. Like, what was it? 93 or something, right? Yeah. Early, early 90s. But it's such a, it's a great movie though still, isn't it? It's an, it's a, it's a good one. It's my favorite movie in, uh, I still cry after it, you know, there yeah. were so, so many attempts to redo it, Yeah, and it's just uh, um, the never-ending problem with the rights. Yes, yes. You want to do a sequel to that one, don't you? I read that somewhere. Yeah, in, in the yeah. recently, uh, again, there were people that want to finance it. There's always someone that wants to finance it because there's so many uh, fans, you know, of yeah. that film. And then uh, they all go full force and uh, get everyone wound up, and then it always ends up in that final battle at the rights level and the latest is that's Warner Brothers now and uh, they're not going to sell it. They're not going to give a green light to it. Yeah, yeah. That's a shame, isn't it? You'd think that nowadays with the internet and the way things are that, you know, if enough, if a a film's got enough of a fan following, I mean, you'd think that, um, you know, it'd be in the studio's best interest, wouldn't it? Yeah, but... Unless the studio decides to do a sequel, they're not even going to do it. And yeah. sometimes they're just going to bury it. because I, I just, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very difficult to figure out. There were many people working on it. You'd still very much like to like to be involved in that, that project. Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. And, but I'm not going to hold my breath any longer. Yeah. Eventually, you're just going to have to move on. Dolph yeah. wanted to do it so many... I mean, if, even he, he can't get it going. You know? Yeah, yeah. He said that's the only sequel he ever wanted to do. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. You don't mind me saying you're, you're 58 years old, is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, 58. yeah. But you still look very similar to when you did, you know, years ago. I mean, how do you how do you maintain that type of physique as you get older? I mean, are you finding it? Is it more of a challenge as you're getting older, or um, do you have a secret that you could share? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, first, uh, the last years, I thought it was a bit of a challenge because I have all kinds of injuries as it yeah. comes with the job. Uh, you know, uh, surgery after surgery after surgery, sort mm-hmm. of like a wrestler or like a boxer or MMA fighter, you uh, you passed your prime, so you slowly fall apart. Mm. But then you, you realize, oh, oh, wait, I don't have to be in a competitive ring where I fight for my life. Mm. I'm only doing movies where I need to run down whatever, the corridors, jump over cars and this and that. So if you train nonstop, you still can do that. For me, all day long, it's uh, about the bigger, better picture, you know, and 
in that age where I'm, I'm still very competitive, so I work out all the time to maintain this body and the spirit. It's a full-time job. The thing about you and being sort of the size that you are and how tall you are and the way you look uh, is that it's very hard to get uh, stunt doubles. <laughs> You've always sort of done a lot of the stunt work and a lot of that uh, action yourself. Yeah, and I, I like it. I love it. I wish it would be more of it. You know, yeah. I'm waiting for... Actually, I I'm ready to do something more. I'm uh, in better training now, better shape. Uh, so I'm waiting for something where I'm gonna change my look. Also, sure. I wanna completely reinvent myself. So uh, I've been training for it. I mean, I'm ready now. There's so much out there. So there's so much to do, you know. I think I counted about 10 films that are either post-production, in development, uh, films that you've just finished. Um, it mm. seems like, yeah, you, you're juggling a lot of uh, projects at the moment. This is uh, sort of the busiest that you've been for, for a while. Is that is, is that? It's is getting that right? busy again, yeah. yeah. And that's why I'm up the ante uh, so much, you know. Uh, because I'm busy and I have opportunities to reinvent myself with different looks because I always have that long hair, as yeah. you noticed. Know? Yeah. I'm tired of it. I wanna You're not going to shave the hair off, are you? i do anything. I would shave my hair. When I was younger, I kept hanging on to it, thinking, oh, I'm the guy with the hair and all that. But now I realize, no, yeah, well, maybe then, but this is now mm. uh, in that field. You know, I want to do something different. Like, yeah. I would shave my head, whatever. It's not about the way I look, it's the character I portray, you know. Do you still keep up the same sort of training regime then? I mean, do you are you in the gym? You're in the gym every day? Are you watching your diet? Is that... Every day. Every yeah. day, yeah. yeah. Now, more than ever, watch yeah. the diet. Uh, I just recently lost 20 pounds. Wow. Um, yeah, so get really ripped. Uh, it's... It's just part of the job, you know. I want to stay fluid. I want to uh, advance my fighting skills, you know. Mm. Wait for that one film where I can really dig my teeth into it. You know, like, basically look at Keanu Reeves, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful thing, John Wick, that series. It's very motivational. I, that That's the kind of thing I... I the future is a bit more gritty like that, uh, away from the 90s fighting style, the... I'm not going to say Jean-Claude Van Damme represents that, but that type of fighting and kickboxer, you know, we were all sure. part of it. But yeah. I like Newark style now, the gritty style. Yeah. Uh, I like Raid. To be honest, Raid is one of my favorite movies, Raid 1 and 2. Um, that type, you know, gritty, hard, harsh. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic, uh, fluid, uh, quick choreography, but it's got some, um, over the years, I mean, you would have noticed this from, you know, your days when you were starting out, but it seems to me that, you know, um, I mean, I love the John Wick films and the Ray, don't get me wrong, but the violence level is just gone. You know, it's uh, it's so much more than it than it was back in the day. Do you not do you not think? It's, yeah, it's uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think it's part of the world. As mm. you know, in order to compete, people are sometimes overstepping their boundaries, as you just mentioned a little bit. You know, uh, you you overcompensate now with other things because 
you you can't get that back the innocence of the 80s 70s 90s yeah. you know the Chuck Norris the Bruce Lee good luck getting that back because people are, have been over exaggerated with it so everyone pushes the envelope now it's mm. the hammer slicing or you know bashing people's heads in yeah. uh, for you know I mean raid was uh, incredibly bloody yeah mm. I you know you get desensitized you're absolutely right so if someone would come up with something uh, Steven Seagal did it well in the 90s yeah. with Above yeah, yeah. Law. You know? I'm surprised no one picked that mixture up yet. Yeah, it's interesting because he, when he came out, he was so... It was it was the antidote to, as you say, quite a lot of that, um, the Van Damme style, the, the sort of flamboyant kicking and that kind of thing. That sort of uh, more realistic style of uh, fight choreography. Uh, people it. are going back to that now, aren't they? Really, that's that's that seems to be the trend. I think so. Yes, yeah. I think so. And uh, it always depends the coordinator or the person mm. behind it. You know, I'm not a producer. I wish I would be a producer. I'm not a producer. I'm not cut out for it. I'm simply an actor. Yeah. I'd be the guy that you call me, and I would go six months, eight months, and just train for yeah. it. Yeah. Show up every day to do this. Uh, that's me. I mean. I can only hope that someone comes up with something and then you get that job and then you you go, you, you train. Like the old days, we, we used to train minimum two months in a camp, minimum, mm. you know. Mm. Uh, these days, only Keanu Reeves can do this. I just recently flew to Paris to meet with Olivier Schneider. He's done all the uh, Taken movies, Born yeah. Identity. Movies. Uh, he's a very thought-after fight coordinator, stunt coordinator, uh, and he he always works a couple months with their with his uh, clients, so to speak, Denzel Washington or whatever, Liam Neeson. So uh, because you need to you need to shoot it first, you need to rehearse it, you need to watch what you shot. You have to do that, and or if not, be prepared on your own. I guess. Houston, Texas. It's Christmas. Someone special is coming to town. And it's not Santa Claus. I'm coming, peace. Dolph Lundgren. And you go in pieces. Dark Angel. Your filmography is is interesting to look at in the sense that there's there are quite a range of, of different roles there and characters that you have played over the yeah. years, whether it's, you know, you're a Klingon in a Star Trek movie and, uh, yeah, you know, you're a lion tamer in a um, Pee Wee Herman movie. And you know, do you know what I mean? There's, there's quite a range of different things there, isn't there? So um, yeah, especially uh, it, it, the range is important to me. Yeah. And uh, last year I shot a wonderful movie um, with Mark Tagaskas, Danny Trejo, Alexander Nevsky, Kelly Yu, you know, Eric Roberts, Tom Arnold, written yeah. by um, the writer of Rush Hour. I kind of came on board the last second and they didn't know that, that what are we going to do with you? Now we want you in the movie, but uh, oh, okay, so just go and work with Mark Tagaskas as the bad guy, you know, the bumbling bad guys, right. kidnapping the the lead girl, and that's our role in it, and everyone is chasing us, and we're chasing our own tail. So, yeah, I mean, that was just the beginning of what, a, what I like. It, it was between Mark Tagaskas and myself hmm. being in the whole movie, uh, trying to 
beat the odds and being smart but being stupid you know i love yeah. the movie showdown in manila is a film that i i do want to see cynthia rothrock's in there don wilson's in there or oh, there's a lot of these, these great action stars are in that movie that must have been nice to to reconnect with a lot of those guys because unless you i mean do you do you see mark de and cynthia rothrock and don wilson do you see those guys quite regularly are you are you in touch with them yeah all the time we oh. all know each other see each other uh, it's amazing when you live in LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see everyone all the time, everywhere, cool. in the gym, smoking cigars, whatever. We always together, and we all have the same headspace, and we, we all think, well, we are still thirty, and uh, <laughs> everyone's really active. You yeah. Know, you won't find one person that sits at home on the couch and do nothing. Not that just doesn't exist. Yeah. They're just also driven. And do you help each other, I guess, with, like, yes. you know, advice and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, if yep. they've got movie yep. projects. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I, I tell you, I never forget this. In 90-something, 90, 90 we were all trying to get together, all of us, you know, mm. uh, that have a bit of a name out there. Lorenzo, Olivier Gunier, Daniel Bernard, you name it. I mean, all of us. Yeah. And uh, we, we met at Olivier Grenier's house uh, in Brentwood, we all kind of live around there. And, um, oh, let's do a movie together and this and that. And we're sitting in this room and I thought, oh, this is really brilliant. We're all sitting in this room. How does it even happen? You know? Because we're all young and powerful and at peak of our career. And then we were hacking out the story. It was like the magnificent, magnificent seven type thing. Sure. It's always been throwing around about martial artists, blah, blah, blah. And I loved every minute of it and it never happened because yeah. it's just seven people do not at that particular moment everyone would have been want to be the lead and get mm. the big stake you know so now you do that now which kind of was the producer's idea alexander nevsky to get all these guys together at least the majority of them and do this movie it was like <laughs> too easy almost you know yeah uh, things have changed i guess Things have changed, haven't they? And I'm wondering, I mean, how have you sort of fared over that time? Because obviously, you know, you made your name at a time when that video uh, market was kicking off and there was a real appetite there for, you know, martial arts movies. If you were, say, a competitive kickboxer with some sort of uh, clout or reputation, you could get into an action movie relatively uh, <laughs> relatively easily, it seemed. Very much. Yeah. yeah. It it was sickening. Yeah. I, I, I wrote a book about it that I never published. It's almost crazy the amount of stories I have. Yeah. That when you, yeah, I was part of the 80s. I was part of all of it and I've seen it and I, 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 I it's, it was just the gold rush yeah. of movies and actors and it was the bigger, better deal. Anyone could come to Hollywood with a bit of luggage of muscles or titles or you have to have something so the look or something you you could end up starring in 10 films back to back you know now we're even let's go back a little bit you're from a relatively uh, small uh, town in germany is that right it's not too small it's quaint you know yeah. like a, a beautiful town removed as far from Hollywood as you can think. And were you obsessed by movies growing up? Was this something that was in your mind from a very early age as an industry that you wanted to get into? You know, when you live uh, like a, a little boy or whatever, teenager in this town, 
you don't think you can be part of it because yeah. it's not realistic. Yeah. You're just yeah. amazed by it and you watch everything. I mean, you have to be that kind of guy that watches everything. Like, yeah. you know, Quentin Tarantino that watches in a DVD in his, or VHS, I mean, in his store or something. Sure. You know? But were you, because you were naturally quite athletic, weren't you, and quite sporty? I mean, w- when you were at school, that was, that was more your main sort of focus was right. down the sporting routes. Is that right? That's, that's completely right. You yeah. cannot throw that stone that far that you would have ever used this in the film industry. You just do it for that moment, for the athleticism of it, for the titles and all that. And then uh, you don't know this one day will come handy. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, my, my reason to go to Hollywood wasn't as glamorous as as becoming an actor, it was so cheapish in a way, you know, uh, because I'm a competitive person to begin with. It's just that that Dolph Lundgren that he rubbed me so wrong uh, <laughs> because I had a crush on a girl and that girl walked in my gym. I owned the gym with that article, 12 page article, Dolph on the front cover, you know, saying he's two meters, he's the God. And he was like, she was so enamored with this guy and and she looked at me like you know that's the man of my dreams you're not even close to it and um, wow (laughs) that's harsh (laughs) yeah it's so harsh and it's so competitive uh that it just triggered something in me because Dolph it's not the person Dolph Dolph I know Dolph is a great guy Mm. no it's about um Dolph represented an athlete that fought in Rocky so that's more a metaphor for oh, okay, this is what it's all about. So I, I have that body. I train all my life. I can jump and run like crazy for my size. Mm. Uh, I'm going to take that challenge. Oh, I didn't see it all along. There it is. Boing, you know. There is my uh, 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 war, my fight, my battle, my competition. Yeah. Goodbye. I left like right after. I mean, I, I Yeah, I because you were set up in Germany. You were owning, you owned gyms, didn't you, before yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. So you, uh, was, yeah. you were established in Germany then as, uh, you know, you were running successful businesses. Yeah. Yes, I was yeah. very successful and uh, running the market because I was just by myself running it all along, you know. Uh, so I'm already used to success, kind of, you know what I mean, yeah. small yeah, yeah. successes. And I always won every championship. So, yeah, that's like being a a warrior, fighter, whatever. They all have the same uh, brain function, you know, next challenge. Boom. Yeah, yeah. And and it was Dolph. I mean, it wasn't him as a person. It was just what he represented. Yeah. And do you think that, you know, if she hadn't have done that or (laughs) shown you the... The Dolph Lundgren um, article. Would you were you quite happy in Germany, just sort of running the your businesses? Do you think you would have continued to have done that? No, it was an instant. Uh, I wasn't. One thing, Ben, I learned in life: you can't overthink. So, yeah. I if you think, then you uh, just never going to do anything. So it was uh, that second, and I grabbed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you ever bring that up with Dolph? Because it would it would only have been a few more years later, and you were actually working with yeah. him. So yeah, 
Yeah, I have so many stories with Dolph. That it's just the tip of the iceberg, to be honest. Yeah, he knows of it, you know. So you just uh, you, you jumped in with both feet. There was no turning back, and then you landed in Los Angeles. And then, but your intention then was was it to be spotted? Because eventually that that did happen. But were you um, were you just quite happy with this new challenge? You'd moved to a new country, and um, you were just willing to see how it goes. Uh, it's really bizarre how this works, and I. I it's just amazing. So I made a conscious decision to be in the movies. So it's almost like your feet do the walking for you. So the first thing you do is you follow systematically, like a robot, you follow that, that road. So, you, you know, I mean, it's no coincidence. You, I go to the gym where everyone works out. Yeah. You know, Gold's all gym. the movies start Gold's Gym. Yeah. And then, you know, down the street is the Venice Beach. And then... I remember it so vividly where someone said, oh, Matthias, down there is Hong Kong and you should go see him. He's the biggest guy. He's so sick. So you race down there to meet Hong Kong. You don't know why, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you taste anything that has a bit of a symbol that resembles success muscles or whatever you sure. go for. And I didn't meet him then, then and there. And then the stunt coordinator that now, he was a stunt coordinator that run, runs Gold's Gym at that particular time. He saw my fire and he said, hey, listen, listen to me. I have a friend who uh, has a restaurant and tonight Dolph made a reservation. You should go down there, you know. So I see myself standing in line outside, not even being let in, in this plush restaurant, uh, waiting for Dolph, not even knowing why am I doing this. I just do it. And then, you know, Dolph walks out, his, his limo with bodyguard cigars. He seemed sure. to me like... A god. Yeah. Was this and around I, Rocky for sort of time then, was it? Was right after. Yeah. Right sure, after. Sure. And I, I see him and I'm so intimidated, but I, I don't know why and how I did it. I just block his way. And I said to him, Hey Dolph, how are you doing? You know, listen, uh you're doing He Man. I really would like to be in this movie. Which is in hindsight, what am I, an idiot? <laughs> so he looks at me and you know he he can't believe I'm even doing this, to be honest. I, sure. I'm like pestering him. He just wants to eat. And um, he's on the height of his career, paparazzis and shit. Mm. So, and he says, oh, really? Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, and then, you know, he's looked at me again and he says, well, listen, maybe you can be my stand-in. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not bad. It's the next thing to go. And then uh, and then he looks at me again and he says, and you know what, second thought, you're not tall enough. And then he walks away. Uh Wow. But I didn't feel it as uh, discouragement. For me, it was, oh, oh, really? We're going to see about that, you know? Yeah, okay. Is that something that you've learned from your sporting background then? Is is that sort of, that competitive nature? Do you think Do you think it stems yes. from that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I've been training since I was 15 professionally. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm. Uh, everyone you see, Dolph, Mark Tagaskas, most of these, Don Wilson, you name it, St. Arthur, they all are competitive athletes. Dragon Fest. Gold's Gym in the 80s then. Just describe what that was like. If you want to pull a parallel, you would think of the cowboy times where there's this, this, this saloon where everyone in the world who is the fastest draw would end up going there wanting to kill the guy that just killed the other guy. Sure. And, and it's unbelievable. I was there uh, and I'm 6'5 and I'm young and I'm 
big as you can be. And, you know, I was strutting around like, you know, like everyone else, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was, oh, I was kind of famous because there was, not famous, infamous, uh, there was this re um, barricade where you had to show your membership and then, you know, you would be let through. I was just jumping over it all the time, you know. Right. And it's very high and people always say, who the hell is this? You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you try and so hard to make your mark and uh, you see Hong Hogan, you see everyone and you're so intimidated and they look at you, you look at them and the football players and you, you, you just so motivated and sure. you always i never forget i always trained and looked at the door in fear of a guy just like me walking with the way that you look there can't there aren't many people that can sort of you yeah, know but look are. like you but, but then are. yeah in gold's gym i'd imagine that's the only place in the world where there <laughs> may potentially be people that do look like you you so, have no idea yeah. bigger and taller more muscles I was like, where is it gonna end? But you, they, they all showed up. Yeah. I done every single one, and they all wanted to be in the movies. And they all came straight to me, tapped me on the shoulder, said, hi, my name is so-and-so, I'm just from New York, I saw your movies, I'm gonna do exactly what you did. And I thought, oh my God, this is never gonna end. Uh, you know, so many times, just like I walked in there, but I never tapped anyone on the shoulder because I was too shy, you know, but these people that came tapped on my shoulder and um, I'd say 80%, I never, they never make it. Yeah. yeah. Taller and better looking than me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've seen people that were genetically gifted. I wanted to just throw up because they were like six, six. They looked like whatever like a god you know yeah. what was it then that you had that they didn't then if it's eight roughly 80 percent of the guys in there were going there to you I know to make it what what was the difference then do you think you know i i know the business so well now and i i can tell you what it is uh my opinion the most of these guys were too good looking so right. it, if you are six six and you look like Brad Pitt, and you have the muscles with it, people will resent you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's too much, too good of everything. So, but if you are like a Dolph Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren has an edge to it. It's not like uh, Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. And but he, you I watch him in um, Dark Angel. Yeah. To I come in peace. Well, it's it's called Dark Angel. Some in some places, isn't it? But uh, you watch him in yeah. that, and he's got he's a good looking guy though. He's still you know he's, yeah, he is. yeah 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 really good looking. But uh, in Dark Angel, he toned it down to be looking normal. Yeah. But if you look at him in uh, Red Scorpion, for instance, right? Or any of those, his jawline, everything, he looks like a motherfucker that is good looking. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure, and, sure. Uh, so I had a bit of a rough look myself. You know, mm. I don't, I'm not a pretty boy. So people were not disliking me so much. Yeah. As they, you would dislike someone that looks like Brad Pitt, six six mm. with muscles. They never made it, never, and they all had one flaw. And I, because I worked at Chippendales in the beginning to make some sure. money. Okay. And they were filled with with these type of guys. They were too stiff and wooden. If someone that good looking, usually, is not emotionally or phys it, it, they're just not that fluid, mm. fluent. You know what I mean? As an actor, you have to be. Uh, uh, fluid. You, you you can't be stoic or look in the mirror or whatever. You, you you really can't care about how you look like. Yeah. 
And I guess yeah. you had a sort of natural grace through the martial arts training, which was an extra sort of string to your bow, I guess, in, in many ways. Uh, to be honest, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was, for instance, uh, Dark Angel, I Come in Peace. The only reason I got that role, I mean, the moment I walked in and they looked at so many people, I had the role because the way I move around the office already, the, the director took one look at me and he said, Oh my God, uh, are you willing to risk your life for this? Because if you do, you, you're going to be a big name because Dolph was supposed to be that alien and he turned it down. I don't know why he wants to be the cop. He's stupid. And we need a guy that can clear cars and jump and run like no one else. Yeah. And I, yes, that's yeah. me, man. <laughs> you know? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Let's go a little bit before even that, because am I right in saying that your role in No Retreat, No Surrender 2, that only came about when... was Van, Van Damme was supposed to be the villain in that movie then, was he? And then he, for whatever Absolutely reason... Right yeah, then. was already in England, uh, in Thailand shooting. It was literally the second movie in his life. Sure. Thing, and he had a change of heart, so to speak, he felt he needs to be the lead. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. And he walked. He just walked. Mm. How close to the actual filming was it? As far as I understood, Roy Horan. Yeah. Do you know him? Yep. Yes. Amazing guy. So he uh, flew to LA in a whirlwind tornado type scenario yeah. to the writer and said, we need to find someone right now because Jean-Claude just backed out. Like, right now, today, are we going to be fucked? Right. Everyone is up there except um, the two lead guys, you know. Mm. And so this whole thing was on a dime to be uh, cancelled. And then he auditioned. They auditioned, like, pretty much everyone in Hollywood. Why didn't they give Van Damme the Lauren Aveden role then? Or was that just the... Was he already signed into it? You know, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think Lauren was already signed on to Yeah, yeah. And uh, that must have been the spat because Lauren was the lead. And he didn't audition. I know I was being uh, pulled in and I was being told, that's the lead guy. And I said, okay... And you're lucky because Van Damme broke out of it. Actually, Van Damme came back after I was casted to get his job back. Really? And I didn't. Yeah. Do you know him? Yeah. Yeah. 
Did you did you meet him around that time then? Does he did he was aware of you then? Was he? No, he wasn't. No. He got aware of me after I got signed by his agent. Sure, sure. And then he came to me and he said, "Oh, I just watched your movie in a private screening, and you're gonna be a big star." Blah blah blah. You know? Yeah. See, that's another guy who's you know very com- you know very competitive, and you know <laughs> knew what he wanted. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean beyond competitive. Really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you can't be normal to win this game. You have to be insanely competitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So that's a great movie, No Retreat, No Surrender 2. That's, the action's fantastic. And that's Hong Kong choreography. Corey Yoon yeah. was the mm. um, director. Um, mm-hmm. Were you. So what was that experience like? Because obviously, this is your first uh, film role. And not only is it your first film role, but you're dealing with Hong Kong crew and fight choreography which in itself is is quite alien uh, to how the hollywood um fight choreography yeah, in the yeah. system is set up so w- were you sure sh- were you just like okay let's just go along with this let's just do what they say i'm not quite sure what's happening but uh, let's uh, let's let's roll with it what was what was the experience like this i was so green that um i was terrible you know i was so terrible that there were like if I tell you how terrible I was, they were so frustrated with me. I just somehow got in there because of the way I look and move. And then uh, the Roy Horan, he didn't even want to cast me. He, he was against it. And the writer, Maria Cellino, she auditioned me with the dialogue and everything. And when I went to the audition, it's insane, but you know those things they they make or break you in life. Mm. I had leather pants from my father, Bavarian leather pants, short leather pants. So, and uh, that's not your I, Chippendale. It wasn't your Chippendale costume then. Yeah, it, yeah. it was. It almost looked like it. Yeah. I didn't know better, right? Mm. And I had uh, cowboy boots and an entrapment around it, so it looked like those gothic boots. Right. And, and a muscle shirt and long hair. And I drive to Pasadena where the audition is and I get out of the car and all the neighbors call Maria who cast the movie and said, whoever is going to come now, you've never seen anything like it in your life. It's just (laughs) abnormal, you know, in America at that time. Yeah. So Maria looks literally while I'm walking up, opens the curtain, calls her husband and they both look at me and they say, oh, this guy is going to be a future star mm. and um, they just that was that vision because Maria just wrote a f- screenplay about a character like me so it was like coincidence that I looked like that character that mm-hmm. had nothing to do with No Retreat No Surrender but all of it had to do with the character she just wrote for a sci-fi movie yeah right okay so it wasn't anything different than that like a uh, serendipity type. yeah yeah so she walk. I walk in there and I couldn't do no wrong. Yeah, because <laughs> she'd already cast you in her mind by that point. Then that was that absolutely. Was, yeah. And she made and she said, "I'm gonna, you know, between you and me, I'm gonna manage you." You, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, you know. Wow. <laughs> and then Roy Horan sits there pondering, uh, steaming, like hating every second of it, and he's like, "Oh, wait, wait, not so fast, not so fast," you know. Uh, how do I even know this guy can fight? You know, we're old. It doesn't matter. He's going to learn. Blah, blah, blah. And then Roy's, oh, no, 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 no. He, come on, Matthias. You know, let's go in the backyard. And I'm going to throw kicks at you and you throw kicks at me. Mm. And so we did all that. And he, and I'm not Jean-Claude Van Damme. 
Do you know, let's face it, I cannot hold my leg up like this and this and that, right? Because I'm an athlete, fighter, but not, uh, like Van Damme is more of a dancer, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I was not as flamboyant, not at all flamboyant, mm. like Van Damme. I was, you know, just a tall guy with long blonde hair, looked like uh, He-Man rather than right. uh, a martial artist yeah. who plays a Russian. <laughs> A soldier. So he, he said, if he if, if you cast materials, I'm not going to do that. And Maria said, if you do not cast this guy, I will rip the script apart and you can't do the fucking movie. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah it was like... It was that a was stand. a deal breaker. Yeah, so yeah. I ended up in Bangkok. They cut... First thing, I cut my hair. Yeah. And I, I didn't care. And then, um, then they called me down <laughs> from the lobby into the lobby, onto the street, and I see hundreds and hundreds of people, huge crew, they said, okay, now you do this in that fight scene, and, and it wasn't what they liked. You know really? what I mean? Yeah. I, they started yelling in Chinese, uh, and I only understood it's a bad thing. I went back to my room, to Max fire, and I said, I think we're gonna get fired. You know? <laughs> so they leave uh, into the jungle, and they leave me behind. I'm the only one in the hotel, and they assign me, uh, what's his name, this fighter. I have to look him up on IMDb, and I apologize, I don't know his <laughs> name. Okay. I will, uh, to train me. It wouldn't be, because uh, uh, Huang Jang Lee was in that movie, wasn't he? It wouldn't have been him, would it? Because he taught Roy Haran uh, ta Taekwondo, I believe. He's in the film. He's in the film, and he's a famous fighter. Yeah. The real deal. Yeah. What's your, what, what is the name you just said? Uh, uh, Huang Zhang Li. He was in Drunken Master with Jackie yes. Chan. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah, that guy. So he, he stays behind with me. Right. <laughs> and he trains me like Karate Kid. I mean, we're talking about the same thing. Hmm. All the exercises, the meditation, the spiritual, the we become this, 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 this team of student and master. Right, cool. And he speaks barely in English, so do I. And uh, it was a beautiful thing. I mean, it was just an awakening for me, you know. I mean, after three weeks or so, I was ready, so to speak. You yeah. Know? And then uh, I go to the set, which is in the jungle, somewhere near Cambodia or Vietnam, mm -hmm. and um, and I was ready, you know. And I I did my first fight oh, that little fight scene there when I land in the helicopter and yeah. there was no more questions there was after that there was no more questions uh, I was everyone's favorite pet suddenly you know um, I they knew I would rather die and kill myself before I give in but you ha must have had kindred spirits there with Lauren and Cynthia who, who were both on on that that movie oh man we were family yeah yeah Forever since today, we grew together. Cynthia's great, isn't she? I've I've only I've, yeah. I've email I've done an email interview with her, but I'd love to actually talk to her properly. She's my all-time favorite. I've never met a girl like her. Uh, she was as green as I am. Yeah, a bit more experienced, but she was so tough and cool. And we did so much fighting, and yeah. I wish we did more fighting. But yeah. for her, it was a leading role yeah. in um, in an American movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a big thing, you know. I get a call 
and I heard the movies in the theater in Hollywood. And I'm like, oh, oh what? Okay, so I race down there, and I buy a ticket, and I sit there, and the movie sold out, believe it mm. or not. Mm. And I walk out, and everyone is storming me, and oh, my God, you, uh, I saw the uh, congratulations, blah, blah, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe it, you know? <laughs> and uh, I go home wherever I was, um, whoever's couch I was living at that time, uh, but I, I got a message the next day to meet... Uh, for Fist Fighter with Jimmy Nickerson. Yeah. And Jimmy Nickerson, fight coordinator for Rocky one yeah. or two. So Raging Bull, blah blah blah. He's he saw me in the movie and he they gave me the next job right then and there. I do Fist Fighter and how much did I make? Ten grand maybe. Sure. And that money was gone so fast, you know? It was that good money then for those types of no, movies then. I mean you're like three months work, ten grand. Ten grand, yeah. Uh, taxes taken. No, it's not. Yeah. I met this girl, and then I stayed with her. Got the fist fighter, came back, and immediately I got an audition for Dark Angel. No, in between was uh, P.B. Herman. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. P.B. Herman, and then uh, I come in peace, and then it was bizarre because it's unbelievable. These stories are only made in Hollywood. So I'm on the set of I Come in Peace. Believe it or not. Mm -hmm. on the set and uh, Greg Baxley comes to me and says Matthias Matthias I said what Greg I'm about to do a stunt you know oh no no you can't do it I'm like no 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 I'm doing it you know you know me I'm doing it no 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 I don't mean that you're not going to do that stunt now and I said why oh well you'll you won't understand but there's this guy here and he wants to talk to you. And I said, yeah, <laughs> you're right. You know, we're stopping this big movie. So a guy wants to, no, no. When that guy wants to talk to someone, everyone in Hollywood will stop everything. This is the biggest person in Hollywood. And I said, oh, okay. So I said, what's his name? He says, Jake Bloom and some agent. I said, oh, okay. All right. So I, in my costume, I get introduced to Jake Bloom and he, He's just this guy I've never met. Yeah. A Porsche. He leans on his Porsche, you know. Other guy in a Jaguar. And then uh, for me, that was a big deal at that time. And then he said, we're going to go have a dinner now. It was night. I said, okay, should I change? No, no, no. We go just like that. So I go in my, I come in peace outfit in a restaurant. Right, brilliant. <laughs> and everyone's scared and shit. But then uh, he, Jake Bloom set me down. I don't think we even ate. And he said, listen, I saw 10 minutes uh, rough cut. And uh, I represent Arnold. I represent Dolph Lundgren. I represent Bruce Willis, Sylvester Stallone, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And I want you. You're going to be the biggest star in Hollywood. I, I see something in you. I think you have something that no one else has. Um, I want you to sign with me tonight. And if you sign with me tonight, you will, um, I will see to it. You get a three picture deal, minimum a million dollar, any studio you want in town. You can, uh, you, 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 it, you, 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 there's something about you. I know it. Um, so I did, I signed with him. Mm -hmm. So the top of the, the mountain, I reached it in no time, zero time, so to speak, right? In three years. You know, it seems to me that you you sort of found your own way, really, and sort of stumbled into it. And then before you knew it, you know, you were signed up. You had a major agent and everything. Do you think it helped that you came from Germany and didn't really know the full 
ins and outs and inner workings of Hollywood. Maybe, because yeah. once you're naive or blind to it, you're just not impressed with anything. Sure. I mean, it was it, it was mind-boggling, to say the least. And yeah. then, But what happens is even more mind-boggling. So one year, <laughs> I didn't take any jobs and waiting for Jake Bloom to call me for the million-dollar deal in any uh. studio. Right? So now, it's, it's like, that's why I wrote this book. So you, a year later, this film comes out, right? The advertisement was gigantic. Uh, it's just crazy. <laughs> and um, so I, I, the movie comes out, but there wasn't a premiere or anything. That was kind of fishy. So um, I, I call my friends, I get a limo, and I said, let's go see the movie, yeah. So we drive to Westwood, back then the most famous uh, theater at that time. Sure. And there's a line around the building, literally a line around the building. And I said to my friends, oh, my God, I don't think we're going to get in. You know, that's so crazy. So we wait in line forever. We get to the cash register. And I said, you know, oh, please, please, I'm in the movie. You know, um, I hope you still have a ticket for me and my friends. And she looked for me, what movie? And I said, well, I come in peace. She said, oh, for that, I have plenty. Right. Right. So I was dying right then and there, like, oh, my God. So the theater was only half full, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the, the other movie was Die Hard. So long story short, uh, God damn it, the, the movie bounced, or uh, what do you call it, bombed, right? Sure. And it only made $3.7 million. <laughs> <laughs> really? So it, wasn't, so it wasn't a commercial, it wasn't a commercial no. hit at all? No, <laughs> it died, like it died in its infancy. And um, 3.7, the, the, just to, the advertising is, 10 or 15, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a loss. And I'm like, ah, okay, well, they're going to call me any moment. And no one calls me. So I call Jake Bloom. I can't get him on the phone. You know, I just can't get him on the phone. My agent, no one is like reacting to me. And it's a year later. I'm completely broke. By now, I'm back working as a bouncer. The movie didn't make it. I got dropped from everyone. I literally got dropped. Wow. I was wow. back on the street, no agent, no nothing. And uh, life was really harsh. Did you hear from Dolph at all during that time? Did he no, get into nothing, no, nothing. No, no. I was, uh, you like thrown to the pigs, so to speak, you yeah. know? Because they say, you know, in Hollywood it can be, I mean, it can be brutal. And, and I'd imagine that a lot of the stories, and you probably heard these when you were in Gold's Gym as well, you know, a lot of them are of, of, of failure as well, aren't they? You know, people going there to make, you know, make their name. And it can be a very ruthless industry. Was I mean, did you well, find that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I experienced it firsthand. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, but to be honest, uh, that only made me stronger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Oh, and then it's so, life is so amazing. And this is the journey that I will never, ever want to miss, you know. I end up in Florida on stage as a male dancer at, at Magic Man. You know the movie Magic Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that club, I'm suddenly <laughs> on stage dancing and they introduce me as Dark Angel, I come in peace. I mean, you can't go any lower, right? <laughs> wow. I mean, it's so bizarre how life turns out to yeah. be. Uh, and I'm suddenly, that. that's all I was good for was... And now from Hollywood, and all these dancers were like, 
what the fuck are you doing? You know, you know why would you even... I said, I have no money. Mm. Uh, you know, so I became an exotic male dancer for a moment, actually, that is. And um, I realized that's not me, but I did it. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to miss it. So, and something happened. It's so bizarre how life is because mm. it, it was the time of VHS and uh, everywhere... I went, people knew who I was. I was the most famous, unfamous person in the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With VHS, these movies then had a new lease of life, didn't they? And they could gather oh, cult followings and, and all that sort of stuff started happening around that time, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was so strong. I Even with a, if I would wear a hat at night, a, a hat, walking down the beach anywhere in L.A. or somewhere in the world, People would stop me and say, "Oh, you got me, piece." And I said, yeah. "Oh my God!" And I'm, and I'm completely broke. I was so known, and I thought, "This is it. I'm gonna make it," mm. because everyone in the world knows me. And then I started flying around the world, and I realized that these move. I come in peace. Dark Angel went theatrical in the entire world, where they had movie theaters, and it really didn't bomb. It yeah. was a success, and. My phone never stopped ringing after a year. You know, that takes a little time before that wave comes back. Sure. So was that everything that you had hoped for? Or did it quickly become quite annoying that people... I realise now that this the moment we started this conversation, I said, I come in peace. So uh, you've been getting this for 20, 20 years. Uh, but I, I, I mean, did you did you lap it up? Or after a while, were you like, you know, this is this is getting okay. a bit annoying now? Or, 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 or oh. yeah. Oh, to that day, you know, I love it because yeah. it, it showed me, uh, well, you guys don't know everything you produce. It's not about the numbers. Yeah. It, it, it is about the numbers, but it is, it, I broke through regardless. Yeah. So what are you going to do now? <laughs> hey, you're a pretty good fighter. You didn't do too badly yourself. You worked with you know so many great people during that time um mm -hmm. who out of all of them really stands out for you i mean there's a few names that i could reel off but i just wondered what who who you personally would list as being some of the you know the best people that you've worked with well um top of the list uh, so was billy blanks yeah um, gentleman great fighter very nice controlled easygoing yeah uh bolo young i liked him Sure, sure. Um, obviously, Don Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, um, Sasha Mitchell. Uh, I got to like over time. Yeah, <laughs> it is, that was in that was one of the kickboxer films, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, he was what I liked about him. He was very dedicated to it. Yeah, well, there you go. And you would have had, you would have been kindred spirits in the sense that, you know, you were replacing Van Damme in yeah, in, uh, yeah. in one movie and then he was replacing him in, in another movie. So, yeah. Daniel Bernard, I liked a lot. Sure, yeah. Um, Just going back to Bolo, did you, um, I mean, he's such a legend and that's someone who, you know, worked, worked and knew Bruce Lee personally. And um, mm -hmm. was he, did you learn a lot? Uh, from him just in your martial arts I mean because he's obviously he's uh, I think he's a Tai Chi guy isn't he yeah he's a completely different person yeah yeah. but I was amazed how much he can do for his size and 
his style, he, he, he can do anything. Yeah, actually. yeah. Yeah. And I like his uh, demeanor, and he stay, he's staying true to it, and you should. I mean, I, I, I know Bolo for so many years now, and I've seen him, and we always talk, and he, he is still Bolo Young. Uh, yeah. Like in the movies. He, um, he's, he hasn't been doing too much lately, though, has he? I mean, I guess he's, you know, it's, you know like all of us, old get, getting older, but he must be in his 60s now, late 60s. Which is young, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, he's very viral, and he looks the same-ish, kind yeah. of. Yeah, though, I would say he looks the same. We, we were, what you don't know, Ben, behind the scenes, so many times we were approached to do movies together. Yeah. Uh, and we were packaged to do movies, and then it didn't work out. Mm. Mm. And it, it's always Bolo Young, myself, and some others. But I'm very much paired with him all the time i think tc2000 people like that that's a fun that's a fun one that is a good um yeah. good movie and i think because it, well there's there were so many of those movies at the time but that one genuinely i think did very well with the budget that it had in trying to conjure up this you know it's essentially a sort of sci-fi sort of blade yeah. runnery type film isn't it but but um but I think it, do, it it actually did do quite well to get that across on yeah on a relatively smaller scale, I guess. I liked it. I yeah, mean, yeah, exactly what you just had said. Mm. The strong points of the movie is definitely the cast and the people involved. And Jalal Mary, I have to really, really give him uh, kudos for doing so many movies. Yeah. Uh, in that direction that really in my opinion were great for that time yeah and people loved it uh tiger claws right tiger claws yeah yeah talons of the eagle that's one of, that's one of yours isn't it with um yeah. billy blanks yeah 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 and he did that too so he at that time had really good sense of what's successful and how to get these people together he i, I really admired him and believe it or not i mean he's just uh he was a jeweler yeah yeah, uh, kung fu master. Sorry, but a jeweler by trade. Yeah, and um, to put that together, my yeah. my kudos to him, man. Cheers, that was good. Yeah. During that time, were you looking to diversify at all? Because I know you did start appearing in like what you were in like a kids comedy. I mean, you just do that because why not? Right? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but you were still keen to you were a fighter and you still were were, were keen yes. to be playing in those roles yes. yeah yeah i love it yeah i love every minute of it i, I read that um when you worked on kiss of the vampire i think it's called when you worked with gary daniels you know you're approaching directors and saying you know i've because you've worked with you know the best in the business when it comes to you know martial arts and action yeah. cinema, so it's not as if you're not coming to these movies without your own opinions on you know how, how things can be made better. Um, I mean, yeah. especially with Gary Daniels, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Gary and I, we were sitting there thinking, this can't be for real. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now we got us both together. Uh, we went to the director. And we said, for free, for free, two weeks in a warehouse, let's bring it on. For free, Gary yeah. and I will yeah. do this for free, just so that's in the movie, you know. It must be frustrating from your point of view, but it's particularly if you're, you know, here's an opportunity, it's you and Gary Daniels in a, in a movie together. You, you know, know what the fans are going to want to see as well. Yeah. Uh, it's so it's interesting, isn't it? How 
these things Fizzle. come about. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're in the twilight zone? Yeah. 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 Um, so, what's your dream uh, type of director to work with? The dream scenario is obviously someone that comes from the action genre. So, yeah. usually, I prefer a, a stunt coordinator turned second unit director turned director yeah. to work with, like JJ Perry or someone. You know, yeah. so, to work with someone that has been Vic Armstrong or some person that has been in the business for so long that finally gets a shot on directing and who is sensitive and you know like open-minded someone like that where you yeah. collaborate and say let's get this mixture of action plus acting whatever storyline but let's just pull it together like only you and me can do it because we have had 30 years of experience in that particular field so you're still you're still out there you're still training and you're still looking for that um, yeah. for that dream role yeah cool we all do yeah uh, look I mean, you could be Mel Gibson, you can be 60, and he's going to sit at home and he's going to get a script that has a bunch of action in it, like he's done lately. And um, he's going to say, yes, yes, I'm going to train, I'm going to do it. And he's just a regular guy, but he isn't when he's doing the movie, you know? So uh, we all, if you are somewhat healthy and spirited-minded and you're in it for the, not to be famous, just you're in it because you're in it because you love it because that's your life you wait every single day for that script to arrive with these type of people attached that push you to the limit and where the audience would say holy shit (laughs) did you just see that you know uh, everyone waits for that all the time you finish one you wait for the next one I guess in the 90s there was that video market as which was really booming around that time and then obviously that yeah. um, went, went to DVDs but now yeah. we don't have videos we don't have DVDs and I guess you know the 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 market is is sort of shrinking as to where these films can kind of end up I'm just wondering are you noticing that that's had an impact on uh, on on the industry as a whole and, and particularly your role within it Yes, absolutely. Everyone mm. is affected by it. Okay, the only names that still sell is Steven Seagal, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren. I think it ends right there. Mm. And you almost have to put them together. So you're looking at 500,000 to a million each name. Uh, and then you have to produce it. You'll have to produce it for 600 or 700,000. So you will not sell it for 2 million. Never. Mm. It's just not enough money coming in. So, and unless they go theatrical, which that would be a fluke, yeah, you know, it's not going to happen. So, uh, as it was, and it's a really interesting story. For instance, when we did Fist of Iron, so the producer, who is a real estate mogul, is not even a film producer, yeah, uh, just a hobby. So he has this huge mansion, and we shot. 80% on the mansion, in the mansion, mm-hmm. on around it. He calls me in his office uh, a couple months later, and he pulls up the drawer, and he shows me a check for $500,000. And he said, thank you, Matthias. By the way, this is just f- for Germany. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, we basically sold it on a poster. And wow. so now at the rest of the world, the guy made bank, and I know the budget was less than a million. Yeah, good grief. So that was then, and now it's the opposite. Is there something else coming up uh, soon that you're in? You personally, Ben, probably going to see Showdown Manila. Yeah. Soon. 
Um, Ultimate Justice, I just did with Mark Tagaskas. Fantastic. Showdown in Manila was his first film as a director. Uh, was yeah. that, um, what's it like working with him? I mean, you're, you're good buddies with, with Mark. Then, yeah, right? he couldn't, you couldn't work with the nicer man. Sure. He sure. knows so much. He's, you know, amazing guy. Yeah. Amazing guy. Then again, he too is just human and you're in the Philippines and you have a schedule that's very tight and he could not fulfill his vision the way he wanted to and i feel bad because uh it's a good movie but i'm saying it wasn't enough time to make it even more stand out you know what well, I mean? it must be frustrating because you probably go into the movie with you know your vision in your head of, of how you want that to pan out but then through whatever reason yeah it can just be compromised can't it at every at every yeah. moment so yeah um the location for instance you know it, it was deep in the jungle and it was raining and time runs out and yeah and you, you just see yourself fighting to get even the shots element it's Mm. just very difficult Mm. very difficult it's easier to work in a big studio and have like unlimited budget sure but he right he did amazing i am a huge fan of mark tagascas in any form and shape as an actor director and human being Mateus, thank you so much it's been such a pleasure you're doing this so well ben oh thank you Uh, thank you very much (laughs) yes you're really really good you you keep doing it i love it thank you thank you very much for that you take care thank you cheers ben So there we are, Matthias Hughes there. That was a real treat for me. Uh, I do hope you enjoyed it too. Um, Matthias is someone who very much, uh, in my mind at least, symbolises that sort of period in America of those fight films that were made uh, throughout the 90s that I just sort of grew up watching. So, um, so personally, that was that was a real pleasure and a privilege to be able to uh, talk to Matthias uh, about that time. And you can keep up to date with the latest Matthias Hughes news. Hughes News, um, by following him on Twitter. Uh, the Twitter name is at Mateus Hughes. He is on Instagram as well. That is at official Mateus Hughes. So uh, season two of the podcast is almost coming to an end. Uh, thank you so much for all of your support and comments uh, and feedback on the show. It's really great to hear back from you guys regarding the podcast or indeed just, you know, any movies that you've seen lately that you've liked or uh, guests that you've uh, enjoyed listening to and also who you'd like to see on future shows. That's really great. uh, And I do love hearing from you guys. The email address, as always, hello at kungfumovieguide.com. I'd particularly like to thank George Dennis for his ongoing technical support. Um, throughout this season and the first season. Thank you so much, George. I'll be having a little bit of a break for a while, uh, but rest assured the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast will be back for a third season. And I do wonder which amazing guests we will be able to grab again from the world of martial arts movies uh, for our third season. As always, keep it locked to the usual KFMG channels, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Also remember to keep visiting the website, kungfumovieguide.com. And that's about it, Foo followers. Uh, Until we meet again, 
I shall bid you farewell. Remember, be safe, be cool, and Buddha bless you. Thank you very much again. Bye for now. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.